What is good, Elevation? Yo, so if y'all haven't got the chance to meet me, my name is RP, like Freeze said. I'm one of the leaders here. Um, I've been leading probably four to six years, maybe. I don't know. I've been here a minute, um, but th this is like my second time speaking, so like I'm still a rookie in that sense. So if anything crazy happens or whatever, y'all show me grace, pray for me. I'm, I'm messed up too. Um, but yeah, like Free was saying, this is Life Group launch night. And um, just to kind of plug that a little bit more, like Life Groups is not just something that we just randomly throw you into, hope you make some friends, hope you grow in your walk. And it's like, if you don't, well, we tried. It's not that type of situation. This is where you're going to find your community. And this is where you're going to find the people that you do life with. Like This Life Group is, yeah, you'll meet during the week. Service will be during the week or whatever. But you're going to go out and do life with these people daily. And I think um, something that I notice about the church is like, is that uh, when people leave the church, it's because they can't find community or they didn't find community because they don't feel like they belong. They don't feel loved. They don't feel like they have anyone they can open up to. But I think also when you do find that community, that's one of the biggest reasons that people set, that they stay. Because being here is dope. We have an amazing uh, ministry. We have great worship. But it's going to take more than that for you to, to stay in, in a ministry. It's the people around you that keep you coming back. It's the people that you grow with. When you stop coming to this church, those are the people you stay in contact with. And so for me, uh, just to give you all a little look into my story, um, grew up in church my whole life, uh, surrounded by the Bible, read it, um, born with it, spanked with it, because, you know, the parent's going to get it in you somehow, and that's just how it goes sometimes. Like, the Bible really is a weapon. Don't, don't ever let anyone fool you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my dad could swing. Um, but, so with that, I'm saying, or excuse me, I'm sorry. So what happened with me was that I came out of high school, and maybe some of y'all can relate to this. I went to a Christian school, and so people were constantly telling me, oh, when you leave and go into college, into the real world, like, you're going to be hit so hard, or your faith's going to be shaken, or you're going to turn away from God. And I knew I didn't want that to be me, and I knew for that not to happen, I was going to have to find a community of people who wanted to seek after God. But I had no idea how to do that. And so I was even just going back home, uh, the first, my first semester of college, I was going back home every weekend to my home church because I didn't know where else to go. And luckily, one of my friends invited me to Elevation, and I loved it. And then he invited me to Life Group, and I was like, wow, this is exactly what I'm missing. And the thing about it was, like, it was so real, and the people I could relate to, they were open. They didn't hide behind um, the surface-level answers. It wasn't just good, or Jesus wasn't just the answer. Like, it was real-type stuff. And so from that, just, like, looking back over the past five, six years or whatever, like, these have become some of my greatest relationships. Like, these are some of my best friends. I've been in their weddings. Uh, shout out to Matt, wherever you are. I was in his wedding. There you are. Yeah, uh, that was dope. Um, I've had those 2 a.m. conversations that hit different. You know, when you got an 8 a.m., but you're still up talking about stuff, trying to figure out life. Like, that's real. I've had those moments when um, I'm starving at night, and I'm like, bro, I'm so hungry, but I'm broke. And my friends are like, hey, bro, don't worry. I got you. And so instead of having sleep for dinner, they go pay for me. Or because it is college, they have sleep for dinner with me, and it's just like pass the plate type deal. Like, it, that's what it is sometimes. And, like, it, it's funny looking back now because now that we have, like, tens of dollars, we can eat off the, <laughs> eat off the four for four, and it's just a funny memory. But, yeah, four for four will save your life. That changed everything. But, um, yeah, I say that to let you know that you cannot do life alone. That's why I, like, life alone didn't work for me. When I found this community, that's when I started growing. And so maybe you're thinking, maybe you're thinking I'm really good at doing life alone. Like, why are y'all pushing community so much? Like, I don't necessarily need it. Um, well, you might be good, be good at doing life alone, but that was never God's intention for you. God didn't design you to do life alone. And so when I think about doing life alone, this picture pops up in my head. I think 
uh, Parker, if you could pull it up. So have y'all seen Avengers Endgame? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's one of my favorite movies. But there's this one scene, which is in this picture, and you got Captain America, and he's about to fight the whole army by himself. He's standing there, you know, he got the shield, he's like, tighten it up. Y'all seen the movie. Um, and he's doing that, and he, it looks like he's about to take them all by himself. And that's how a lot of us look like when we try to do life alone. We're trying to face this whole army by ourselves, and we're not capable of it. But we have the whole idea in our head, like, oh, I'm going to win. And y'all don't even have, like, Spider-Man, Groot, Black Panther, nobody coming to help y'all. Like, it's all on your own. And... Um, and so you think you're going to win, and I'll give it to you. You might win some battles on your own. You might figure some things out on your own. But I can promise you things would have gone a lot better with a squad behind you who's trying to help you grow, who's trying to help you become who God wants you to be and who's there for you during the hard times. And so even when we look at, um, we're going to look at some scripture right here in Genesis 2, chapter 18. God didn't take long to put community into play. You see, uh, we were in the Garden of Eden with Adam, and it says, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. So God created Adam, and he's like, dope. I made this dude perfect. But then he's like, wait, he needs somebody with him. Then he gave him Eve. That was God creating community. And when we look at God, he's a being who's three in one. So you have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So relationship is in the nature of God. And when God created us, we're creating his image. So naturally, we have a desire to want community. Even if you are the most secluded person, stay in your room type situation, or you're a social butterfly, you have a desire to want community, whether you want to admit it or not. It's in you. God placed it in you because he made you like him. Uh, and then if we even look at, if we look at the life of Jesus and how he did ministry, God didn't need help from anybody. Jesus didn't need help from anybody, but he chose to pick 12 broken people, 12 people who definitely were not qualified to lead ministry with him, but he said, this is who I want. This is who I want to choose. And so when I think about that, I think about it as a come as you are type thing. God's letting you know that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. If God can use a man who's going to deny him, if he can use a man that's going to betray him and to the point that it leads to his death, then why can't he use someone who's full of anger? Why can't he use a racist? Why can't he use someone who has sexual addiction? Why can't he? He can. And so with that... He wasn't doing, creating community by having those 12 guys. He wasn't doing that for himself. He was doing it for us to give us a picture of what it looks like to have godly community. And what relates more to you and me than broken people? Like, they were broken, we're broken. That speaks to you more than, oh, they were so perfect. I can't, I can't do that. And so if you're feeling like my community is way too godly for me, like they're super Christians, I could never be on the same level as them. Please don't think that. Please don't strive for perfection. Because if you think godly community is perfection, when you try to find that community, you won't ever find it. Because nobody fits that mold. If your name's not Jesus Christ, you don't fit the mold of perfection. And so now I've got three points I want to give to y'all. And it's just basically kind of figuring out who your community is and what that looks like. And so for the first one, I have your community needs to suffer from realness. And so that phrase, suffer from realness, that's something that Kanye says. Um, yeah, shout out. <laughs> and I know it's like from a song or whatever, but it's something I really try to live by, and I think it's something that's very true. And so one of the things I noticed about my community, whether I've been a co-leader in Elevation, whether I've been a leader on my own, or just being a student, being led by someone, is that one of the first things that people always say when they would come to our life group is like, wow, this is so real. There's just something about this that stands out from everything else. And, like, with that, it's just, like, the reason that that stands out more than what the world is giving you is because the world's going to give you fake every single day. You're going to get it from the left, right, wherever you look, it's going to give you fake. But when you're surrounded by something that's real, you notice it. It sticks out to you. You crave it. You want what's real. 
And so along with that, excuse me, um, your community should also be asking you, should be going deeper and asking you more than the service level things. So you need to have those hard conversations with the people that you're surrounded by. You need to ask for accountability. You need, if there's a question that you feel like is gonna shake your friendship, go ahead, ask it. It's necessary. If people aren't asking you stuff like that, they're not trying to see you grow. And then if you look at, I have a second point. Oh, sorry. Um, James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So yeah, prayer works great on its own. But if you have somebody else who's just as righteous, someone who's just, who's just as rooted in the word, it's going to be so much more powerful. And then we roll right into the second point. Your community needs to be more than you. So Matthew 18.20 says, for where two or three gather in my name, I am there with them. And so for some of you, you love that because you don't want to be around a lot of people. And your community doesn't have to be everybody in this room. It doesn't have to be 10 people. But if you want to grow in ways that you can't alone, it needs to be somebody other than just you. And I, for a lot of y'all, y'all have gotten really used to doing life alone. And y'all's group of people, y'all's community is on TikTok and on Instagram. And you, I don't care how much, you think you know the people on there, and I don't care how much you repost Kim K or whatever, like, y'all don't know her. You, if you're getting DM back from her, that's like, you're getting catfished. That's not her. <laughs> and, and to the guys, I don't know who y'all look at on Instagram and stuff, but you don't know Tom Brady. He's not in your DM saying, I'm sending you tickets to the game. Somebody's trying to get your credit card info or something. I don't know what that is, but that is not your community. And along with that, don't try to find your community in the comments section. Like, it's cool to get to get likes and comments on your phone, or, oh, you look so cute today, like, that's great. Like, those are compliments, there's nothing wrong with that, but your community is gonna be with the people who are doing life with you. It's gonna be the people to your left and right who are in the trenches and telling you, you got this, bro. Like, you don't have to do this alone. That is who your real community is. Your real community happens in real life. And so, my third point, your community should be causing your walk with God to grow. And then something I have to say with that is this, if your community isn't pushing you forward, chances are they're holding you back. A verse to go with that is Proverbs 17, 27. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And so community isn't just about growing yourself, but it's about growing the others around you. And when you look at that verse talking about iron sharpens iron, it makes me think of biblical times and how they would use weapons, um, they would use weapons made of iron. And so spiritually, if you're a dull weapon, you're going to die. You're not going to be able to defend yourself. But if you're a, a weapon that's sharpened, if you're iron and you have somebody else who's sharpened as well, y'all can go to war. And then if you've got a whole squad back there going to war with you and all y'all look like weapons, I mean, I don't know, I don't really know how else to say that, but like the devil's getting cut that day. Like that, that's how I'm going to put it. <laughs> and so I think one of the best ways to examine your community, to figure out what that looks like in your life is to look at your top five relationships and just evaluate it because your relationships are doing one of three things. And I think it's going to come up here on the screen, but uh, the relationships in your life are doing one of three things, causing you growth, causing complacency or causing death. I'll say that again. Your relationships in your life are doing one of three things, causing growth, causing complacency, or causing death. Don't forget your top five can be negative. It can be a negative top five. There, there's just, um, there may be somebody you need to cut out of your life. And I'm not saying stop loving them. I'm not telling you to stop being their friend because that route, they don't ever see God. But I'm saying maybe this person in your life needs a little bit of distance. Maybe they shouldn't have such a direct influence on your life. 
That doesn't mean that you're getting rid of them. That doesn't mean you never talk to them again, but you're doing what it, what it takes to grow in your relationship with God and not necessarily grow in that friendship. And so you might be in a situation where you're like, well, so-and-so is so loyal to me and they're always there for me and they always got my back and, well, he's a ride or die or she's a ride or die. Well, if your relationship with Jesus Christ is what's dying, is that what's, is this relationship worth it? If your relationship with God is dying, do you need this right here? Are you going to pick your loyalty to this over your loyalty to the king who one day you're going to have to look at face to face? And so if you don't know how to evaluate that, I don't know how to ask about my friends. I don't know how to figure out who my community is. There's a lot of questions you can ask, but these are some of the ones that I had. Does Jesus come up in our conversations? Do they only tell me things I want to hear or are they challenging me? Do they attract or repel people to Christ? And don't hear, me, don't hear me up here trying to condemn your friends. I'm not saying you have bad friends. I'm not saying that you have evil friends. But I'm saying look at the relationships in your life. Evaluate them and see if they're causing you growth. Can you sit here right now, look at that top five, look at that top three, and say, in five years from now, in ten years from now, I am growing because of this person. I'm not who I was. Do you evaluate those people and say, I'm, I'm way back than where I was? Or am I right where I'm at? Or am I moving forward? That's that growth, complacency, or death. You've got to evaluate that. And so you, maybe you don't know where to start. Or you're like, well, okay, I want to take those steps. I want to figure out what it looks like to have godly community. Well, luckily, y'all came to the right place tonight because we do have life group launches. And um, life group is, is game-changing. Um, we have so many great leaders here. I'll never call us perfect because we're not. But I promise we want to see you grow. I promise Justin and Emily want to see you grow, and we will do everything it will take to get you to find your place in this ministry. Maybe, maybe you need to call somebody. Maybe you need to text somebody and say, hey, we need to reevaluate our friendship. We need to reevaluate this relationship because it's not of God, and this community is bringing me death, and I'm not growing from it, and I don't want to be stuck here five years from now. I don't want to be stuck here two months from now. You have to have those evaluations. Maybe you need to add somebody to your community. You know right now you're thinking of someone who is in your life and you need to bring them in and say, I know they don't have a godly community. I need them. I didn't have, I didn't have a community yet. Yeah, I grew up in the church and everything, but I didn't have someone, a group of people to call my own, someone to look to. And if it weren't for someone inviting me to Elevation and then inviting me to a life group, I don't think I have the community today. And I definitely don't think I grow in the ways that God's grown me. There was even one point in my life where I left I left Conway, I went to chase football because that's my love, that's one of my greatest loves. Like, it was right up there with God. I thought God rested on Sunday so he could watch the game. Like, that's how it was, like, it was that real for me. And then I left and went away. Uh, Matt, you remember, you didn't even know I left. He thought I was just gone, gone away for the weekend for like six months straight, I don't know. But <laughs> he came back, he was like, where's RP been? And he's like, oh, you're back. But anyway, um, you need to have those, those questions, or I'm sorry. But yeah, I left and I was in one of the worst places I'd ever been. I was mad, I was angry, I was frustrated. And one of the first things God told me is that I gave you community in Conway. I was growing you through that community and you left it. I need you to go back. And I came back and luckily I was still able to pursue my, my love for football, but it was no longer in front of God and it was no longer in front of the community that I had. And so I don't know what that is for you. It could be a career. It could be a sport, it could be school, whatever that is, but you need to figure out what you need to get out of the way so that God can move. Um, community, it's more than just meeting up. It's more than just a Bible study. It's the people sitting right next to you. It's the people who, when you're down and out, when the sad boy hours hit and they do hit, that's who you go to. Any of these guys can tell you, we've been through it. 
Like, and y'all all have the same story. I ain't calling y'all out. Don't worry about it. I'm not calling y'all out. I was there too. Um, but it's that real. And you need people in your life to challenge you. You need people to push you. Because if people aren't pushing you, if people are just telling you what, what you want to hear, how do you expect to grow? How do you expect to become who God wants you to be? Like, God doesn't call us to be complacent. He calls us to have a godly community, and the community that we do have should always be of him and point us to him and push us further. He didn't say have a bunch of friends just because it's fun. Like, get some fruit from those friendships. Like, grow from that. Let, let there be a result from hanging out. Don't just get to heaven and God's like, well, what's your community look like? I don't know. We watched some football, played some games, went to the mall. Like, that's not it. Grow together, dive deeper, figure out what it takes to become who God wants you to be. You're not going to be able to do it alone. You'll get somewhere down the road, but you're not going to be able to do it alone. I just want y'all to bow y'all's heads with me. I'm just going to pray tonight.